Calling all up-and-coming broadcast talent. Here's your chance to make a name for yourself overnight. Compete against others in SiriusXM's MLB Fan Call of the Month contest starting on Thursday, September 3rd at 10 a.m. Eastern. Visit SiriusXM.com slash MLB Fan Call and make your voice heard before the contest closes on September 10th. That's right. You have a week to get in on this, so don't mess around. One winner, as judged by the SiriusXM programming team, will have their play-by-play call air on SiriusXM MLB Radio and advance to compete in the final Fan Call of the Year contest. For a grand prize, get this, that includes a trip for two to attend the 2021 MLB All-Star Game at Truist Park in Atlanta, plus the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to call a half-inning of the SiriusXM All-Star Futures Game live on SiriusXM MLB Radio. So, go to SiriusXM.com slash MLB Fan Call today for a full set of contest rules, prizing details, and more. It's a great contest. You really got to check this out, guys and gals. All right, let's start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition, liftoff. Hey everybody, I'm Brian Clapp, VP of Content and Engaged Learning at WorkInSports.com, and this is the Work in Sports Podcast. Cool note to add to our new sponsor, SiriusXM. Coming up on Wednesday, we're going to have on SiriusXM Manager of Sports Partnerships and Marketing, Andrew Diamond. So I thought it would be super cool to change our normal format a little bit and do something a little different. So on Wednesday, Andrew is going to take us through his job and his role at SiriusXM and sports partnerships, you know, like we normally do have a conversation about their career and how they got to the point that they are. But we are actually going to talk about sports partnerships and the job of working in marketing for a sports brand like SiriusXM sports channels through the lens of the fan call of the year contest that he has been a major part of. So he's going to talk us through from concept brainstorming to organizing the teams necessary to make the concept real to meeting with stakeholders, promoting and activating, actually making a idea go from concept to creation. That's how we're going to handle Wednesday's podcast, which I think is super cool. I'm excited about. Uh, Of course, I'm excited about it because I don't know. It's my idea. (laughs) But no, I do think it's really cool, too. So tune in Wednesday for that. And seriously, if I was even slightly interested in sports broadcasting or just wanted to have some fun calling a game, calling an event, I would be all over this fan call of the year contest. Uh, you could call a half inning of the Futures game on Sirius XM MLB radio and get a trip to the All-Star game in Atlanta. So that's pretty cool. All right, let's get on to today's topic. Actually, quick recap. Last week's Monday episode, we talked about cancel versus consequence culture. And again, we used misogyny in the sports industry as the launching point for the discussion. So just if you haven't seen that episode yet, I want to give you a quick little background there. I do think you should listen to it. It's raw and it's honest and it's transparent and it's straightforward. But I also want to follow up on two things. Okay. A lot of, uh, a lot of stuff came out of this episode. Number one, for those of you that requested I stick to sports and stop having conversations about topics like this, I appreciate you voicing your opinion, but stop it. Don't literally stop it. You can say whatever you want. You can talk to me and say whatever you want, but stop it. Stop this concept that you have to stick to sports and stop having meaningful conversations. You're embarrassing yourself. Okay. Don't listen if you don't want to be challenged. 
And if you truly think subjects like misogyny and social justice don't interact with sports and our day-to-day existence and how the industry changes and grows and is affected, then wake up. Literally, wake up. The world is passing you by. Every sports league, team, lifestyle brand, agency, and organization connected to the industry is taking on these issues because they are important and they affect us all. And we will have these conversations. So feel free to voice your opinion, but come on, wake up. Number two, I did get called out for one thing, and I'd like to say thank you for it. Kai Dubay rightfully pointed out that not all women have two X chromosomes, and she is right. She knows I didn't say it in a derogatory way, so we're cool, but I should not have been as verbally clever as I was being. I should have just been more clear. Let that be a warning to all of you in content. Sometimes leave the creative writing or creative turn of phrase at home and just be clear with what you're trying to say, because we can all get ourselves into these pathways where our message gets lost because we try to be too cute or too clever. And I did that a little bit. So I'm being transparent, saying my bad, and also telling all of you, like, be careful of that because you can step in it sometimes. All right, now let's get into today's subject. Alicia from Pennsylvania writes in, hey, Brian, longtime listener of the podcast, and I've heard you speak a few times on different panels. Your enthusiasm and energy for this industry is just awesome. So thank you. My question for you is with the world being turned upside down with coronavirus and the sports industry being different now than it was six months ago, can you give us an idea of where the demand is in the sports industry for jobs, how it has changed, and how you see it developing over the next year? I just want to put a plan together for myself, and I think you can help me and others. Great question, Alicia. The industry is changing due to circumstances we're currently living with, right? And all of us are required to change with it required. Like I'm doing things differently now than I was in February. All of us have to change. You probably heard me say a few weeks back that the most important attributes for people who want to work in the sports industry right now are flexibility, innovation, and improvisation. And that is still true. Those are the required attributes right now and forevermore. Oh, that sounded kind of Edgar Allan Poe-ish. Right now and forevermore. All right, let's get into the data. Because I don't want this just to be my opinion. I want this to be rooted in fact, okay, so nobody can argue with me. WorkinSports.com has been around for 20 years. We've been leading the sports industry job board world for 20 years. So I can go back and see a lot of the trends and data. And pretty consistently over 20 years, sales jobs made up about 50% of the jobs in the sports industry. Pretty consistent data right there. Our site is broken down into nine categories and sales slash business development is almost always the number one category for years. I have been telling people enter the sports industry through revenue, creating jobs in sales, and you won't regret it. Even if it isn't your long-term plan, I've made this case hundreds of times, despite the fact that I didn't, I've never worked in sales personally. I came up through the content and media side, but nonetheless, That's where you go because the most opportunities are there. Well, right now and for the last five to six months, sales and biz dev jobs have been our seventh rated category. Now, let that sink in for a second. We have nine categories. Sales for 20 years has been number one. Now it's seventh. The industry has changed. The demand has changed. The way of operating has changed. Will this be temporary or will it carry on for years to come? We don't know that 100%. 
but I think you're going to see a lot of changes moving forward. And I'll get into the future of sales jobs, but I'm just trying to give us a perspective here on how rapid things can change and have changed. Now, it makes sense from a logical standpoint. No fans, no premium suites, no real sponsorship sales, no group events. I mean, what are we selling here, right? I don't need to hire tons of salespeople to sell what, right? There's still some sales jobs because there's a lot of companies out there that sell products that aren't connected to fans necessarily or fans being at an event. But the majority of the sales jobs are just not there. I think it was 12,000 sales jobs we had in February, and now it's something like 643 on our job board. That's a pretty steady decline, right? Um, normally, each team in the league would have about 30 to 40% of their staff would be connected to the sales world, would be connected to revenue generation. Now, there's just no demand for those roles. That's just a fact. So where are the jobs? When sales dropped, other things went up. So let's talk about where they are and why they're there. Okay. Numbers one, two, and three categories. Retail and lifestyle is number one. Media creative, number two. Tech data, number three. Okay. Let's discuss them. Retail and lifestyle makes sense. E-commerce, selling things online. Think Nike, Lululemon, Lululemon, Lemon, whatever. Adidas, Puma, Under Armour. These companies are hiring people that are connected to product marketing and e-commerce, and their numbers are booming. Online sales are up. People are still spending. They still want things connected to sports. So product marketing and business analysis is a huge field and highly in demand. Media and creative. Again, makes sense in a logical standpoint. Content is in high demand. Websites, TV stations, streaming services. They still have needs to fill, even if there aren't events. They still have TV shows to put out, productions to promote, online demand, uh, all of it. I mean, there's still newspapers to write. I mean, there are, there are, people are starving for original sports content. So media and creative jobs still in demand. And tech data still makes sense, right? Analytics are huge. Business data and tech, figuring out how to make more money and save or save more money. These roles are in high demand and it also pivots into the esports world. Esports hasn't been affected quite as much, right? I mean, logically, understandably. And as they continue to grow, there's a lot more jobs in that role too. And that's in that kind of tech data space as well. All these categories have not been adversely affected by coronavirus. If anything, they've been enhanced. So, now let's talk honestly about where the market is going and what you can do to prepare. Number one, I got five points here. There's probably more things we could talk about, but let's, let's do these five. Number one, sales jobs will come back, right? The need to create revenue for an organization isn't going away. In fact, if you were in college right now, I would focus in this area because, well, I'll say that in a second. Learn what I mean by focusing in this area is learn revenue optimization, learn sales techniques, become a master of Excel and spreadsheets, become a master of budgets, learn and read books on persuasive communication, read sales books and figure out techniques people are using that are cutting edge. It will benefit you. By the time you graduate, we will likely be back in arenas and stadiums and the demand for these jobs will be high, like super high, very high through the roof. They're going to fill a lot of roles. I was trying to explain to somebody the other day that, you know, if we're hiring for a sales position, we work in sports, we're a smaller company, so we might hire two salespeople. We have to be very particular about the people we hire because we only have 11 people on staff total. Bringing in two new people is like, you need to get exactly what you need. We can't afford to make mistakes or whatever. Um, so for a larger company, like 
say the San Diego Padres, they might hire 60 people in their online inside sales group. And, you know, they can take a little bit more chances because they can take a chance on somebody because um, they can survive having one person or two people or 10 people that don't work out that well. Uh, The safety in numbers kind of theory. So look to those jobs. Those these companies are going to be hiring a lot of people. So if you have even a modicum of experience, you can really get hired quickly. But if you have a lot of good experience, you can get hired and escalate quickly in your career. Uh, So keep an eye out for that. Uh, I would also add to uh, employers are talking to us right now, workinsports.com, about helping them hire quickly when things get back to in-person world. They're preparing now for the return, right? They're not saying if, they're saying when. And so they're trying to get all their ducks in line. So if if you are in college right now, I think revenue creating jobs, I mean, rev- revenue focused roles is where you should be focused. Um if you're in sales now, a young professional who's been out of work, furloughed, struggling, look to online sports providers. They are active and selling. Look to esports. There are sponsorships to be sold there and online access and things of that nature. And learn to look more about industry standard skills like Photoshop and Salesforce. That's how you can start to stand out with your skill set. But I'd also say look for ways to pivot your skills that you've acquired and used into other roles. Expand your search expand your viewpoint, expand your, you know, do some searches for terms, like go to our site and do some searches for terms of skills that you have, um, for like you've acquired as part of your job. So I'm not saying like search for cold calling. I'm saying like there are probably, uh, you know, different techniques you've used, different skill sets you've used, different, uh, software that you've used. You know, you search for HubSpot and maybe you'll come back for jobs that use HubSpot or Salesforce or Microsoft Dynamics or whatever. Try to look and expand your skill set because there might be other ways to approach this idea. Number two, I think the big trend you will see continue is a growth in e-commerce. More will come online and stay online. There's huge opportunity to understand the business of online product marketing, especially with lifestyle brands. Think Again, we talked Nike and Puma and some of those brands, but also think Peloton and Total and Mirror and some of these kind of fitness tech companies that are online. Uh, There's a lot of opportunity in e-commerce and in the marketing that goes into e-commerce. It's kind of a different world. Companies are finally figuring out there's a lot of money to be made exclusively online. Uh, Number three, content is still king, but only if you are versatile. You can't just be a writer. You need to be on camera, hosting podcasts, shooting videos, and writing. You have to do more. You need to know Final Cut Pro and After Effects, the entire Adobe suite of products. Okay, There's huge demand for content that will continue. So understand that that's an opportunity that you can still leverage. Number four, paid content is also king. This is the advertising marketing of the future. Well, it's already kind of here, but you just aren't focused on it enough, most people. You must know Facebook advertising, Twitter and LinkedIn paid posts, digital advertising, micro-targeting, budgeting, how to use their technology. All these social media platforms have a back office that allow you to bid on certain terms and appear at certain rates and cost per click and impressions and reach and geo-targeting and all these different things. It is a world unto itself. 
but it's really cool because you can get your message in front of the exact targeted group that you want to. Okay, and you can do the analysis and you can understand the impact and you can see your uh, return on investment pretty quickly. But if you can really understand this world, this paid content, this ability to digitally advertise is is the future. It really is. College courses right now, if you ask me, should be focused on how to launch a product or campaign, create the promotional content through a Final Cut Pro or Photoshop or whatever, bid and manage the social budgets, you know, Facebook ad platform, etc., and then measure returns. So it's like the whole cycle of online e-commerce product marketing. This is the future. If you can create the content and manage the paid accounts and measure the analytics, you are very powerful. Okay. Number five, business analysis. Now, here's the deal. I'm not usually a huge proponent of advanced degrees. I don't think you just do them as a way to kill time or to get some plaque on your on your wall. You have to be done with a plan. You have to have an end goal and you have to know that getting your advanced degree helps you get there. They just aren't always necessary in sports. They are sometimes, but not always. But right now, if you can get an MBA with sports specialization or like a sports management degree that has a lot of business kind of backbone to it and then pursue opportunities in business analysis and analytics, you could be really in for huge success. Here's why. Teams have been getting smarter and more efficient with how their money is spent and optimized. Dynamic ticket pricing, analytics of sales. This was all the rage last year. I mean, I had Maylin Vu from the Cleveland Indians on, uh, who's their director of talent acquisition and one of the best uh, interviews we've ever done. So go back and listen to it if you want. But she said at the time, pre-coronavirus, business analysts was their number one push for hiring. That's the trend she is seeing. People that understand how to really manage the budget and understand revenue optimization. Okay. Now that we've lost a year of revenue, what do you think these teams will be killing for? Not literally. Okay. They're going to want people that can come in and really analyze the business and say, here's where we can save money. Here's where we can make money and really be able to get into the data behind all of that. It's all about maximizing the assets you have and people with a sense for business analytics will be in demand big time. That's where the market's headed. All right, that should give you enough concepts to work on right now. I cannot stress to you enough the idea of being flexible, innovative, and having the ability to improv are the most important skills you can have right now. Throw in versatility as well. The more you can learn and do, the more impactful you can be in the industry. Don't be afraid to pivot right now. Your career is not a ladder straight up. You are going to go left to right sometimes. You're going to go diagonally. It's not always going to be a straight line. So don't be afraid if you were in sales to break out of sales for a little while because that's not where the demand is. Look to other areas, expand yourself, and you'll continue to make yourself more marketable to go higher and higher in your career. That should cover it for now. Please, as always, rate and review wherever you listen. Subscribe to the podcast. Share with friends. Be part of our private Facebook group by searching for the Work in Sports podcast on Facebook and join that group. Answer the questions, though. I don't understand why people don't answer the questions. I put the questions out there for a reason. Answer the questions and I'll let you in. Don't answer the questions, I won't let you in. Pretty simple. Check out Andrew Diamond, the Sirius XM Manager of Sports Partnerships and Marketing on Wednesday where we go through the exact marketing process 
through uh, for their fan call of the month. And starting September 3rd, I'm looking at my notes to make sure I'm saying this right. September 3rd at 10 a.m. Eastern is when the MLB fan call of the month contest starts. So check out SiriusXM.com slash MLB fan call. I think this will be so much fun and you guys should all get into it. And then that'll make SiriusXM think, whoa, these guys are working sports podcasters. Super cool. They got us all these great new people to come and be a part of our MLB fan call. So get in on that opportunity. It makes us look good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Wear a mask, but I'm going to add another addendum to this. Vote. Make a plan to vote. Okay? I'm not making a political statement. I'm making a this is America and that's how democracy works statement. Vote. It is so important. And if you can't do that, if you don't believe voting is important, then you don't believe you can make a change in the world. And that's a problem. That's a big problem because you've got to believe that. That's what working in the sports industry is all about. That's what about living in this country is all about. You have to believe that your words and your voice and your vote matters. So believe that and commit to voting this year. Everybody that's of voting age, it's important. And if you're listening to this podcast, I demand it. Vote. Thanks, everybody. Take care.